undefeated, baby. One and Let's Perfect go. season intact. <laughs> Man. In the club, baby. Oh, In the club. Welcome to the Future Next Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Gerald. That's Flex. And preseason game number one for the Suns is in the books. They defeat the Pistons 130 to 126. We got bonus basketball. Who would have thought? Game one of preseason. We get overtime basketball, you guys. <laughs> Who wanted bonus basketball? <laughs> the better question. Don't let her fool you. She was not happy. No. <laughs> oh, I, I was basketball. being real sarcastic about that bonus basketball. <laughs> I was like, what is this? bitter about that. Not only us, but Devin I wasn't. and KDE and oh, Bradley yeah. Beal. At one point in time, Devin's like, hello, excuse yeah. me, you see, sir. It's time to wrap this game up. You see when Saban fouled at the end? <laughs> And then freaking Booker like said something to him, and, and Saban's reaction was like, "Damn, bro! Like, like, yeah, man, I got dinner reservations, man. Wrap this shit up. We got things to do." Mm-hmm. Okay, before we dive into the actual game here, can we just like off the top address the elephant in the room, and that is that the big three went and changed out into their street clothes halfway through this game. They were ready. Look at them boys. They were ready. They came out at halftime. They were like, "All right, we did our work. It's time to go home." Like, I got. I got to get to Matt Ishbia's place like now. That is that is cool. I don't think we've ever it. seen this before, right? No. That that UWM office party about to turn up here. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely Let's had go. some sort of plans after this game that they were itching to get to. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Uh, all right. Let's get into the basketball side of things here. Obviously, the first quarter was the one I think we all um, were most looking forward to for this game. We got to see the big three in action. Uh, Josh Okogie out there with the starters to begin this game. How are you guys kind of feeling about the way that the uh, first unit looked today? Or what they rolled with as the first unit? I think they look solid. You know, like you you expect, you know, uh, kind of a feeling out process within your own squad. And I thought when they started out, uh, it was as clean as you could possibly hope. You know, obviously there's it was a little choppy here and there. But I thought overall the guys that you expected to, to ball out, balled out. Um, you know, book was getting into his, you know, playmaking mode. And I, I, I was, I was satisfied. No, I, I liked the pace that they played with. Vogel told us on Friday at practice that he felt like in training camp, they weren't playing as fast as he wanted them to, because, you know, they had a two a day earlier in the week, yeah. they were getting their legs under them, but it looked like they were playing at a much faster pace tonight's game. Um, and I think that's something you can do with Nurk. You saw how many guys were running off cuts around him um you know when one of those big three is on the ball the other two were running all over the place off of those cuts they were getting a lot of good actions out of that um you know josh okogi looked great with the starting group we had kind of figured that he would get the nod early in the season as the fifth starter he was great on both ends kind of putting pressure on the rim um so not a ton of minutes for the main guys but i really liked what I saw. You, you, they put up 46 in the first quarter. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, I, I don't think you can have a cleaner start. Mm-hmm. I mean, 46 in the first quarter, they shot 85% from the field, <laughs> yeah. 80% from three. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it right. yeah. It, <laughs> Not too yeah. shabby. Light, light work. It, they made it look like light work. I mean, yeah. it went out there and it looked fluid. It looked clean. Spacing was incredible. The pace was really good. Um, I Within five minutes, I saw everything I needed to see. I can't, that's kind of how I felt. Five mm-hmm. minutes into it, you're like, oh, yeah, these guys are dangerous. So, yeah. I and, mean, again, it was it's preseason game number one. It's going to be – it's not going to be this, the smoothest of processes, you know. And, and when we get to game number one, it'll look significantly different. I, I think so because I think, you know, they'll find a better groove. Um, and, but they're also playing better competition who's actually scouting about, you know, what they're going to try and do against you. And 
and I looking at this, it gave me no fear offensively of what this team is capable of whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now defense, we'll get to it in a little bit, but I thought overall it was, it was a good performance. Yeah, I mean, I we all know that through preseason, and of course you start with training camp, and then through preseason you still you continue to slowly build up that chemistry and figuring out one another. It's a totally brand new team, mm-hmm. but I think for game one of the preseason, the chemistry looked pretty solid to me, yeah. at least. In the first quarter with those big three on the court. Yeah. Like, I'm, I have zero concerns that by the time the season opens up, that they will be in a pretty good spot. Like, is there still room to grow? Absolutely. But yeah. I will be very happy and comfortable with where they're going to be at when the season starts. The, the way the ball was moving was encouraging the pace, the way that all three of the big three were eating. I know there's been a lot of concerns yeah. about, you know, whose turn is it going to be? Like, are they going to be able to figure it out? Who's going to be the third option? They all looked like because they were trying to push the tempo, they got so many guys on cross matches. They got so many mismatches for one of those three. I know they were targeting Isaiah Stewart a lot. Yeah. Like, and that's going to be a problem for defenses that don't have like three to four very good defenders is one of those guys is going to be able to target a mismatch anytime down mm-hmm. the floor. Um, and we saw that a lot. And it really puts the defense in a bind when you're pushing in transition and forcing them to try and match up on the fly like that. You saw it on the first play, mm-hmm. very first play. Mm-hmm. Got the cross mats. Isaiah Stewart on Brad Bill. Go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've been talking about Brad. That's your guy. I mean, yo, it's <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get scary, it's man. Brad I mean, Brad's strong. gonna eat, man. He you is. can you can clearly see, and and it's it's funny because he ended up playing out the very first play of the game. Mm-hmm. But it was like, man, it's, that might be your season right there. That might be the that might be the guy. Also, the other takeaway I would I would say is it was very evident that that Booker was the point. Yes. Like it, it was not, it was not Bradley and sometimes, you know, it was book kind of, you know, initiating the offense to start, um, which is going to be interesting moving forward. I don't know if that's going to be the, the main thing I would hope. I think everybody is in agreement that we don't want book being 100% the guy to have to initiate the offense every single time. Cause it kind of takes him away a little bit of, from the offense. I think there's gotta be a nice little mixture and I'm going to assume that as we see more preseason games, there will be a little bit more of a variation on that. Um, but today, that was the predominant thing that I saw. And, and I did in like it. Court. In the, in half, the court. half court. Yeah, yeah, in the half court. Yeah, sorry. Let me clarify that. Um, and so, like, again, but to, to Flex's point, and really Gerald's too, there was a possession, rebound, two passes, and they were already ready to take another mm-hmm. shot um, mm-hmm. without the ball touching the floor at all. They got, I think it was KD that got the shot. Um, I mean, it took like less than five seconds. Yeah. And, and so, and that's what the Suns are really going to try to do to take the pressure off of having to rely on a point guard so much. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's look at some stats from the first quarter of tonight's game. Suns had 46 points to the Pistons, 29. There were 11 assists, four of five from the three point line. Seven of twenty from the field. Seventeen. Seventeen of twenty. Seventeen of twenty. My bad. <laughs> Clearly, I just can't see that there. one. Uh, and then eight of ten from the charity strike. You guys, look at them go. That's Get incredible. to the line ten times. Look, it's it's preseason and it's the Pistons, so grains of salt all around. But like getting no, to the Gerald, line, getting to the line it. ten times in the first quarter is like music to my ears because last year they were like 29th in free throw rate. They didn't put like any pressure on the rim. And there was a concerted effort from guys like Grayson Allen, Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon with as strong as he is to get to the line. Um, So, you know, the fact that they shot 85%, 
incredible <laughs> but like i'm looking at the way that they're playing and it was it made me feel good about this because a lot of our complaints about the suns last year was they don't push the pace enough mm -hmm. they don't get to the free throw line enough they don't attack the basket enough and in this game it was a consistent theme that they were doing all of those things yeah i mean it's game one right we, right. we talked about it. it's game one you take it with a grain of salt but for some reason this didn't feel and i don't want to react here this didn't feel like a team of all new players mm -hmm. it it felt like these guys had been playing together for quite some time and that was interesting because it's like i was that's actually something i was looking out for mm -hmm. i'm like i want to see the continuity the chemistry i want to see how comfortable they feel i didn't feel anyone deferring right yeah like yeah. I, I had no one deferred it was just like hey push it go open shot if you got to take it if you don't get it out i mean that's pretty cool to see day one. So now I want to see what the next game looks like. I did like how all five seem the first five out of out of any five felt like they had a pretty good flow to them. Yeah. Um, and so I, I that was encouraging. That that probably signifies to me that they practiced with a Kogi as that fifth starter for for a little bit of time because uh, mm -hmm. it it was just like no problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, let's just go. This is what we do. Um, and so that that's encouraging. So it. it it makes me feel like you didn't have to like kind of like start from scratch, so mm -hmm. to speak. So, mm -hmm. which is a big reason why I felt like Josh Okogi would be the initial fifth starter because we're talking about having continuity. That's it. It's Josh, mm -hmm. it's Devin, and it's Kevin. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even though it's a small amount, it's something. And so I feel like it's Josh Okogi's spot to lose. Mm -hmm. He's got to continue to put in the work and, and the effort and show Frank Vogel that. That's where he should be for the rest of the season. But I don't necessarily think that if we see things switch up, that it's because Josh Okoge didn't do all the things right behind the scenes. I think it's just probably Frank Vogel experimenting. Right. But he, it does make sense that Josh Okoge is the first one out there with these guys right now. Right. And I wrote about this earlier in the week. If anybody's interested, it's over at gophnx.com. But Frank is a big fan of Okoge's yeah, game. Yeah, he him. said that multiple times. He has been for years. Um, and he kind of fits what the Suns are looking for in that fifth starting spot. Again, it doesn't mean he's going to hold that spot throughout the entire season. We might even see a different starting lineup in preseason just yeah. so he can get a yeah. look at different lineups and whatnot. Um, but for now, it does feel like that's yeah. his spot to lose. And, you know, you look at the box score, he only had like four points and a steal, two or three shooting. He didn't do much, but he also only played 12 minutes and he looked really good yeah. with that starting unit. I, I honestly, it's, it's interesting. I don't think there's anyone, based on what I saw today, mm -hmm. I, I think they'll switch up in the preseason. You'll see different looks. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's anyone that remotely comes close to what, a Kogi can give us in that starting spot. Maybe Grayson, but I don't like Grayson starting. I want Grayson to do exactly what, what he's he doing. did today. <laughs> Come in yeah. off the bench and get buckets. Uh, so looking at it from afar now, I wanted to see KBD a little bit. Uh, I, I think I think Josh got this on lock. I think opening night, Josh going to be the starting guy uh, at the three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're all in agreement. Or you still feel like you want somebody else in that fifth spot? Or for now, are we all in agreement that Josh seems to be the right choice? Yeah. For now? For now. Yeah. Yes. For preseason game number one, for sure. What about number two? I don't know. There <laughs> <laughs> names to be seen. We'll see. Yes, hey, listen, we'll cross that bridge when we I, get there. I will say, if Kogi's in the starting five, then I have zero reservations about it. Yeah. For sure. Like, he's a capable starter. He gave him energy. He's phenomenal defensively. He gives him that effort and that energy. And um, I, I, no problem whatsoever. 
<laughs> All right. Well, for now, Josh Okogi is in that inner circle. We'll talk about the other new starter mm-hmm. on the squad. Uh, before that, though, I want to tell you guys about Circle K's inner circle. This is a free membership program, and it's got lots of perks when you join. First and foremost, you save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You also get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, iced coffee, fountain drinks, and more. And to join Inner Circle for free, all you have to do is download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Also, um, if you are like us, where we were watching multiple sports today and all kinds of things, you definitely want to get in, get on board with Fubo TV because that is the place where you can watch all kinds of things from sports to shows, movies, news, and more. And you can use the split screen viewing uh, option that they have, which is Chef's Kiss. So absolutely oh. get in on that. So check this shit out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What? I didn't know this. Hmm. So yesterday I had turned on, I wanted to watch Multiview, but I I, I had somehow I, I messed up and I was watching the Diamondbacks game. And when I hit the Diamondbacks game, it asked me if I wanted to go to Multiview. And then it gave me three options in the multi-view, did it want to give me team stats, player stats, and there was Ooh. one other thing, uh, a box score, mm-hmm. as your other multi-screen. Oh, That's So awesome. you could watch the game, see the live stats all at the same time, and I was just like... Fuck out of here. This is awesome. No, that's, that's a game changer it for is. sure. Because it really it's always, I always have it on my computer. So we need to, we need to get that hooked up here in the oh. offices. I love that. <laughs> you guys can watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Just go to fubotv.com slash phnx to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. So everyone in the chat, we're getting a whole bunch of mixed uh, reactions. Obviously, it is game one. So we got to take everything with a grain of salt. But Yusuf Nurkic, mm-hmm. how are you guys Yusuf. feeling about Nurk? Look, look, people are saying he didn't look good. He didn't look good on one end of the floor. Offensively, I don't know how you can watch that first quarter and see yeah. the pace that they played with, the fluidity of their offense, and not see a difference. And again, it's one quarter of a preseason game against the Pistons. But like, they're going to be able to do a lot more in their playbook than they could before. And you know, Nurkic is not a guy that's going to get a ton of stats like he missed a couple free throws that's not great but other than that the offensive flow the screens he was setting the way their offense was moving was really encouraging defensively yes we can definitely talk about that because there was a lot of pick and roll coverages that are concerning he's kind of just a flat-footed big and that's going to be a problem they're going to run plays at him we knew this coming in we knew that come playoff time he's going to be the guy that gets targeted. Um, And that's still going to be an issue. That's still going to be something the Suns are going to overcome. But in terms of getting through the regular season, offensively, what they're able to do with him might be able to make up for some of that. And we saw, like, in that first quarter when the starters were actually still out there, they were still able to get stops. There were a couple of boards that Nurkic should have got that he didn't. But other than that, like, he really didn't become this this huge target until some of the bench guys started trickling in. You didn't have your starting five that was when it became an issue yeah i loved what i saw offensively you could just see he he's able to attack the gaps Mm -hmm. he's able to make better reads he's a better passer the offense looks a lot more comfortable guys like book and kd are running off different actions that they couldn't do with Aiden. now again it's one game i'm not going to overreact offensively or defensively um i know people are going to point out that he had the foul trouble and stuff like that. It's preseason, man. Those guys ain't worried about fouls in the preseason. Um, the one thing I will say is that what he does offensively super exceeds 
what happens on the defensive end. So I I, I kind of weigh it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? What he's going to be able to do for us offensively, we're going to have to live with what happens on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. I think that we saw clearly what we we were forty six to twenty six at one point. Um, it got it got comical how good this team can be. So. There's going to be some issues on defense. We'll live with that. But what he brings offensively super exceeds that. Um. Okay. Okay. Because you know. No, okay. You know what? What I, where I'm probably going to go. Offensively, I have no zero issues. Mm-hmm. I have zero issues. Like, um, I thought the flow of the offense was just fine. I thought he was. He knows exactly how, where to go. Um, and more importantly, he knows how to how to attack the rim and get into these pockets. Um, you know, on on the pick and roll that DA sometimes would hesitate to 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 do. Like he just he just that's just what DA was, right? Um, my biggest thing was defensively. I thought defensively, okay. I, I'm not gonna say I'm like freaking out by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but there were some things that give you pause for concern and like, okay, well, hopefully that's not a trend. Um, and we were playing the the fucking Detroit Pistons. They don't have a big that can shoot from the outside. They don't have a a, a bona fide star on, in, in the front court. So, um, you know, they have players that are up and coming, sure. But I just, I, I will, I will wait until we we play some of the legit teams in the West um, to like either you know freak out about Nurkic or praise Nurkic. That could very well happen too. And also the the other thing is is like a lot of this relies on Frank Vogel's ability to be able to create concepts um, and strategies that will alleviate the pressure for Nurkic to have to do too much on the perimeter against mobile bigs that can shoot from the outside. Like, what is he going to come up with? Because you you are going to have to account for that at some point. We knew that coming in. We knew Nurkic was going to be slow-footed on the perimeter. We knew that's where the athletic ability of DA versus him stood out the most, in my opinion. Um, and today, defensively, the, 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 the one thing that I would say that – that I'm like, okay, I wish it would have been better. I did think at every opportunity when it was a competitive rebound, I did not think that Nurkic did a solid job competitively rebounding. Mm-hmm. He had several rebounds that were that were relatively easy rebounds to get, um, but when there was body-to-body contact to try and get position to get your, get a board, I did think he was a little soft on that side of the ball. So, um, But listen, it's preseason game number one. I'm not freaking out whatsoever. Nah. He's a terrific fit for the for the team. I just, you know, that's that's the level of improvement that you're going to want to see um, as the season goes on. Yeah, I think Eric in the chat kind of put it all pretty concisely, right? Defense honestly just looks like a work in progress. Rotations need to be more crisp mm-hmm. and connected. Nurk has some deficiencies, but once it all comes together, it should not be bad at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that we got. The biggest takeaway from today's game is that it's a preseason game. It's the first preseason game. They're still figuring things out. And we're also not going to be seeing everything they're actually going to be bringing in to the regular season. And it's still a work in progress. The 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 bar for the Suns, and we talked about this earlier, the bar is a top 15 defense. Mm-hmm. If you can get to that top 15 range, I do believe you'll be one of the top three or four offenses in the league. And you'll be right there with everybody else. If you're below that range, then then you're going to have some issues because even the most bum-ass teams will find a way to expose you, and that's not a place you want to be. So I, that's that's kind of the floor for this team. Like, can they make sure that they're a fifteen, uh, you know, a fifteenth-ranked defense or better um, as the season goes along? And I have zero concern that they can't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would also say, like, I just. Uh, 
I don't know, just a request maybe. Obviously, you don't have to listen or anything to that sort. But uh -huh. um, I would just ask that maybe we give Nurk the benefit of the doubt. Give him a little bit of leeway to learn his new team, build chemistry with one another, and and uh, not fully jump on judging him under like the most intense mi microscope possible. He's been here a week. Just yeah. yet. Right. Like, he's been, been here been a week. Yeah. Him and Grayson and everybody are still like trying to figure out where they're living. Grayson told us the other day he's still living out of his suitcase. So like, yeah. they're trying to figure out some things right now. We need to give them a little bit of time. Um, you know, we we can say things about Nurk in terms of like, yeah, defensively, we had some concerns before we saw him out here, but it's going to take some time. Like Vogel has talked about how as the season goes on, you kind of layer in different defensive concepts. So it will take time. But like he said, on the first day of training camp, like defense is their focus. It is something that they know they have to take seriously because offensively, and we saw it in the first quarter, like they're going to be fine. They're going to be yeah. great on that end. It's all about the defense and what whether they can be top 10, top 15 on that end. Um, and I think they will be because they, like we saw in the first quarter, they have enough length and enough good defenders right. around him to kind of make up for that. Yeah. I do think they'll be top 15, no question. Yeah. All right. We have a couple super chats here. First one is from Leo. Thank you, Leo. He said, it feels really good to hear the classic Channel 45 yeah. music back. This was something Espo was tweeting about. Yeah. He was asking before <laughs> the game even started, like, please, please let us get that music back. And he was very happy when it did happen. It was uh, I was sitting here and I didn't realize Espo had tweeted and uh, I kind of heard the tune. And it immediately took me back to when I was like 10. And I was like, wait, what? And then I texted Espo. I was like, bro, did they bring back the music? And he was like, yeah, it was just it was phenomenal. And then the intro, the the intro to the to the game itself mm -hmm. uh, had all the throwback songs and it was just fantastic. I mean, that's listen, if you grew up in the Suns, uh, watching the Suns in the 90s, you know exactly what we're talking about. UPN 45 was where you had to go to watch all the games. That was a hey, Bob Adlock, Brock Kraft, the whole produ production team, fantastic. Also, I do want to address one other thing while we're on the topic, mm. okay? Um, for those of you out there that were like, uh, this this is so much of a better uh, you know production than Bally's and blah, blah, blah. We need to take a effing time out, okay? The production itself is still the same. It's still the same crew. The Suns run their production in-house and have been for the last several years to a decade, I believe. A long, long, a long time. time, right? The graphic elements and the things that they were able to change around it are the only things that have obviously been added to the broadcast. And we got rid of that shitty-ass music. So that's a big bonus because that Bally Sports music is some of the worst in the fucking game. And I'm so glad it's gone. But the production itself, let's not disrespect the people what you mean, that so. put in all the effort to give you a premium broadcast night after night. They don't deserve to be shitted on just because the branding is different. They do the Lord's work, and they do a fucking great job of it. There you go. <laughs> Say it with your chest, yeah. brother. All right. I love it. Uh, so now that we've got that cleared up. <laughs> Next super chat from Psycho Blue. This one is from Basketball Cthulhu. So Saul, you are up. Basketball Cthulhu thought the defense looked better than the offense most of the time, particularly in the second unit. Maybe another second unit facilitator isn't such a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Nerf got <laughs> bored, though. Damn. A little added. I had to. It was fantastic. Oh, 
Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, thank you for your super chat, Psycho Blue. We are going to talk about the second unit and some of the guys um, who came off the bench that really stood out to us today. But first, we did announce our, late last week all of our takeovers and events for the upcoming sun season. So if you want to get in on the action, come hang out with us, go watch some games, go uh, hang out at Dobson Ranch Golf Course, have some great food and spend time with other diehards. Now is the time to do it. Tickets for the diehards or tickets for the takeovers are already going. So Fast. you better get yours soon. I know the diehards were just absolutely like yeah they were all up in our discord like where's the link where's the link where's the link and so we put the link in there on saturday morning and they went ham on it so uh i don't know how many tickets are left but you better get yours now yeah and you can find all the information on all of our events over at gophnx.com and you can sign up to become a diehard over there as well also um a lot of you guys in the comments are saying somebody there at phnx is watching the cardinals game that's right. They'll be live <laughs> after that game is over. Um, but you can also reserve your tickets for free to our PHNX Cardinals away game watch parties. Join us every away game at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for ticket raffles, prize giveaways, and so much more. The link to that is in the show notes. And of course, everything can be found at gophnx.com. And finally, a reminder that our friends over at OGs make the best scratch-made THC gummies you can get your hands on in the best flavors as well. So they've got the mixed bag of the fruits, which include red apple, watermelon, and peach. They've got the mixed bag of the creams, which has blackberries and cream, orange cream, sickle, and peaches and cream, and a bunch of other blends and uh, different types of edibles as well. So check out our friends over at OG Brands for yourself. Try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. You can find them on social media at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find a local dispensary near you. But just a reminder, you do have to be 21 or older, and we ask you enjoy responsibly. Okay, so some of the other guys not in the starting five today. Obviously, the first two we got to see were Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen, the first two off the bench in for Bradley Beal and Josh Kogi. What stood out to you guys from those two? Oh, man. You know, I'm all in on Grayson. Oh, I was, we know. <laughs> oh, man. Validated in game one? What? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I love what I saw from Grayson. Like, it was just on both ends of the court, especially offensively, he can shoot that thing. Uh, he's he's just a really good player. And listen, I think I think today proved Flex's point the other day that Grayson Allen is essentially what, what closed the deal for the mm -hmm. Nurkic trade because – that was a bona fide player that you could rely on to add to this lineup. Um, you don't know what you're going to get from Nas. You don't know what you're going to get from uh, Keon Johnson. But you knew what you were going to get with Grayson Allen, and you saw a little bit of that tonight. I'm Listen, I know he got a lot of flack for getting traded here, and there's people that were like anti-Grayson Allen, sure. I was anti-Blue Devil Grayson Allen, for sure. <laughs> but I am all in on Grayson. Sweet baby demon is what they're calling him in the chat. That's what the chat has dubbed him. Um, no, he was great. Like, it was his birthday, so he went off. That was pretty cool for him. But I, I'm like, I had said before the season started, before we had Grayson, that I felt like Eric Gordon would be a six man of the six man of the year candidate. I feel like I want to switch that to Grayson yeah. Allen after yeah, yeah. one preseason game because it's unfair having a guy that started the majority of the season for the yeah. Milwaukee Bucks last year coming off your bench now. Like, that is going to be scary. And I know um, some people in the chat have brought up like we could use another second unit facilitator. Um, and I agree to a certain extent. I think tonight would have been a good opportunity for Jordan Goodwin yeah. if he had been healthy mm -hmm. to show what he can do in the playmaking department. But 
I do think Grayson and Yuta showed really good chemistry out there. Yeah. I liked Eric Gordon. There were a couple of sequences where him at the point wasn't working, but he was able to attack when he had spacing around him. Um, and he got to the free throw line quite a bit. He got to the basket and finished really well. So I kind of like what they're cooking with the second unit so far. Like Gordon, Allen, and Yuta is really, really good to have coming off your bench. Yeah, the days of people complaining about the bench are gone. Mm -hmm. These guys are grown-ass men, and they know how to play. Like, EG was physical. Mm -hmm. Getting to the basket, creating contact. I thought Grayson was freaking fantastic, man. I mean, he looked—Grayson looked like a guy that is an NBA starter, and he is. Mm -hmm. Started 70 games last year. So you got an NBA starter— Who's coming off your bench now? We talked about it earlier. Montrez and Lou Williams were mm -hmm. the last two teammates that were like neck and neck for six man a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we might have something cooking here with Grayson and Eric Gordon. The only difference I do believe mm -hmm. is that Eric Gordon is older. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he he's I, I would say Grayson will be afforded more opportunities because of the, <clears throat> the amount of games he will probably play in yeah. versus Eric Gordon. And I think that will ultimately be the nod. Okay. So to his point. Uh, yeah, sixth man of the year. That was that's who I would put my money on Grayson. right now. That so, footwork that he had on a couple of those plays that he finished yeah. at the basket, I was like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a yeah. starter move right We'd there. We'd love oh, yeah. to see yeah. this. Uh, so there were a couple people in the chat earlier on when the show started talking about how they'd like to see Grayson as the fifth starter. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's better suited in the position he is in currently, coming off the bench, than starting with the big three? Yes, for this team, yes, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think it doesn't matter. Like, we saw it today. Josh Okogie started and only played 12 minutes. Obviously, preseason, those guys' minutes are Correct. way down. But it could be a situation like we saw at times last year where he's the starter. You put him on the opposing best guard for that first quarter, that third quarter. And then to close the game, you bring in whoever you need to bring in, like whether it's Grayson on that day, Eric Gordon, whoever you, you need for that fifth that. spot. Yeah. Um, you can do that. So I think... Keeping Josh in the starting lineup keeps his confidence high. It keeps the continuity of that group high. And then we saw that same those same four guys playing with Grayson Allen quite a bit today, too. Um, so I think Vogel wanted to look at, okay, how does that look with Grayson out there? Not necessarily to start him, but maybe to close with him mm -hmm. when right. he's feeling it like he was today. You know what I like is that you, you saw clearly that there's enough basketball to go around for these guys. Mm -hmm. That was one of my biggest fears. You know, there's only one ball. Are you going to be able to satisfy everybody? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we went super deep, played everybody. When you're in the regular season, you trim that down to 9 and 10. There's enough uh, offense to go around for everybody to eat. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that was that was really good to see. Um, man, I can't say enough about Grayson, though, man. Like, for him <laughs> to come out that game one and, and play like that, uh, mm -hmm. that dude's going to drop 30. I'm, I'm calling it right <laughs> now. He's going to have... <laughs> Five thirty-point games. Five thirty-point games. Five of them. Five thirty-point games. Five of them. Wow. He's gonna get crazy and go five times this year. Okay. okay. All right. I'm not mad at that. Um, <laughs> also, it's it's important to keep in mind that, like, I know on at least Twitter, there was still a lot of internal struggle and turmoil around the feelings with Grace and Allen. Let it go. But it, again, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of that, he did have, if you didn't watch it, if you are one of those people who's still having like internal struggles with the character versus the basketball type of stuff, he did respond very well to being asked about the question of, you know, having this sort of a reputation on media day. Mm -hmm. And that's on our YouTube page. You can find that. It, it definitely, I feel like, helped 
ease my apprehension around like what does this person bring to a team and is the reputation as bad as it seems to an outsider? I don't think it is. And I think he owned up to it really well. So that's uh, all I'm going to put out there is just if you didn't see it and you're still feeling some type of way, go can watch I, it can, Is there like a hypocritical part of this argument, though, kind of, too, man? Well, because yeah. Like, Roger Bell clotheslined Kobe, bro. If somebody did that to book, he'd be in Grayson Allen's territory. We love Roger Bell. Mm -hmm. True. I, I, you know, I don't know, man. Like, again, Grayson Allen. Different eras, too. Gra Grayson Allen is not a fringe, like, you know, you know, he's not at the bottom of the lineup. He's clearly a six, seven, eight. On yeah. this roster, if not even, you know, four or five. Mm. Um, and so, you know, in the words of Chris Rock, you're only as faithful as your options. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> and we're going to be fucking faithful to Grayson Allen because he's our main option right now. Oh, I'm man. all in for Grayson, man. Let's do it. I, I tweeted it during the game. I think he's going to win some people over. He mm -hmm. mentioned that at every stop he's been in in his NBA career, he's gotten these questions. He's dealt with kind of the skepticism and people just not liking him because of the things that he's done. Um, and he said that at every stop, he's been able to win people over by just his play. I think we got yeah. the first taste of that today. I think he is going to win over a lot of people. And just as long as he doesn't have any dirty plays this season, yeah. I'm fine with that. See, that's that. That's yeah. where that's where it gets crazy. Any, I don't want any dirty oh, plays. I got to chime in here. No, I got to chime now. in here. I know. I don't want to go crazy with it. But listen, I'm down. Everyone that's <laughs> yes. here worrying about what Grayson is going to do. Mm -hmm. If he does it to Luca, I'm gonna change their mind. <laughs> yeah, but if he does it to Mikhail or Cam, then it's a problem. Again, there's gonna be a lot of Lillard's gonna get you. Oh man! Oh my god! I'm not hoping that happens, but I am here for the struggle to watch Lindsay battle over which one she's gonna deal with. Oh my god! I want to see it just a little bit. Like I said last time, we had this conversation. There is a difference between a hard play and a dirty play yes yeah i'm down with you playing hard i'm not down with you playing dirty what if you know gracie gets the ball down low on the block and gives him you know he does that little spin move and he's just, just like uh, you know what i mean and and you know cam or mikhail chest. catches one in the jaw like are I we good with that i am i'm not good with dirty i'm good with hard no it's just there it's just, yeah. it was nice firm sometimes when face. you're playing a game of basketball <laughs> hard hey, hey so can you fucking emma <laughs> Leave hey, it to Emma in the mind of a 21-year-old. <laughs> Can you agree, though? She's 22 oh, now, Gerald. Get it right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shortchange. She's short so change. grown. Like, Can you agree... <laughs> That sometimes on a basketball court, hard can be perceived as dirty based on how it plays out. Yes. Yeah, and your reputation also adds you know, to I get that, that, too. Like, get that. listen, I'll be honest. It could just be a, a hard play or a hard foul from Grayson, and people are going to call it dirty yeah. because of the reputation. Same thing with, like, a Pat Bev. Right. Like, but, but that's that's the yeah. the situation you yeah. create for yourself when you build that reputation. Man, so I don't I mind. I don't fair. mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, this team is ready to win. We need a villain, uh, a guy that's gonna be a villain. Play hard. Go ahead, Grayson. Go knock people out. Don't hurt. I mean, I'm nothing dirty, but go ham, brother. Let's win some basketball games. Man, man, <clears throat> I love <sighs> it. I'm just listening. Just embrace the dark side. I'm. Not saying I'm not the dark side of the sun. So I'm okay go. with him being a villain. Just I don't. Yeah. I don't care for the dirty shit. Yeah, now I get that. Nothing dirty. Exactly. Just be a villain. Now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Yuta. Yuta was so much fun to watch today, and I think it's going to be a joy to watch Yuta throughout the season. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, absolutely love the green shoes that he's rocking. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. Um, and then second, how many times throughout today's show were we all just like Yuta, just <laughs> waiting for him yeah. to knock down a bucket? This is going to be great. 
Yeah. How do you notice the shoes? How did you no? not? They're lime green. Awesome shoes. I was just watching this game. Eyes are checked. Not colorblind, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and I pointed it out like the first Everything looks a little, shit, like a little hazy right now, to be, to be oh. honest. Yuda the shooter. Man, I love Yuda. You know, I spoke to somebody this weekend, mm -hmm. uh, close to the team, and Lily said in the gym, this guy's like a 10-year vet. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the way he handles himself. That's the way he goes about his business. And so they love him. And I thought my boy saw it. When he, you know, overtime, they brought Yuda in to close the game, right? right. You're damn okay. right they did. Right, I Somebody like had to. Hey, oh, we're going to get there. Hold on. We're going to get there because my boy did his Come job. On. We'll get there. We'll get Sorry there. throwing the shots early. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> no, like Yuda, and we've been saying this all summer, like guys, everyone that we've talked to in Brooklyn here loves playing with Yuda, yeah. not just because he's like a fan favorite and an easy teammate to get along with, but because he knows where to locate himself yep. in that corner. He knows where to find his openings. Um, you know, Frank Vogel said in practice last week that like Devin Booker and KD – kind of have their antennas up for him when they're on the court because yeah. they know he's going to move to the right spot. He's going to be open and he's going to cash it in. Um, this is a guy that in the corners is deadly. We saw it today and he's going to get so many. He got a lot of open shots last year playing with KD and Kyrie. He's going to get even more this year. Yeah. So that three point percentage could go up even higher from his career high year last year, which is kind of scary. Um, and that that goes double when he's sharing the court with Grayson Allen because yeah. you can't leave Grayson Allen either. Like yeah. and Eric Gordon too. <laughs> does it feel does scary? It, yeah. Did it feel like to y'all like everybody had their moment in this game? Mm -hmm. Kind of like so first jump ball, bang, first play, Brad Bill, pick and roll, eat him up. Mm -hmm. And then Yuta comes in first, very first play, back corner, bang. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like everyone had their moment today. Um, even Grayson, like it. It's scary, man. It's scary. It's it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch. I think my favorite part about watching the preseason game today was um, at one point in time, Yuta did. Uh, I'm just going to tell you what Gerald said. Gerald goes, Yuta doing shit off the dribble? Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I he... was like, that's it. That's it, though. <laughs> like, that just encompassed the whole thing and how we're yeah. all feeling about the excitement here. Yeah, because he took a, a handoff from Nurkic, I think, curled around, pulled up in the mid-range, and I was like, shit, man. Like, if he yeah. starts doing that, mm -hmm. there's no way to guard this team. If yeah. he starts, if Yuta, if you're running him off the three-point line or, like, trailing him around so he can't get to three and he does that to you, like, I don't know how you're going to stop this offense. It's You're going to have a lot of coaches looking like this this year. Like, <laughs> what do I do? All right. We got two more super chats, both of them from Psycho Blue. Thank you, Psycho Blue. Uh, the first one says, Grayson Allen is someone I've wanted here for a couple of years. He's always been like this. Be grateful. <laughs> Be grateful. Be grateful. And then he also said, who better to take away Dallas's power than someone who looks like Ted Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. You can't do Grayson dirty like that. Damn. I know he kind of does, though. I know. No. We've, seen that. We've seen that before, but I mean, damn. But that's brutal. And with that, we'll move right on along. And Sorry, I'll tell Grayson. you about our friends over at BetMGM. They want to give you some free money, you guys. Take them up on this offer and get your bank account ready for sun season. So all you have to do is download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Sign up using bonus code PHNX. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. They quite literally want to give you 
free money. So make sure you take advantage of this before it goes away. Again, that promo code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, so this next segment, maybe, maybe not, get your Shady Rays out. It still remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. The the boys won't tell me one way or the other, but you can get prepared by getting your hands on some Shady Rays. We are talking about premium polarized sunglasses. These are gear that are built to last, and exclusively for all of you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com, use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. So everybody played today. We got to Mm -hmm. see a little bit of everyone. Let's talk about some guys a little bit further down on the bench. First and foremost, Saban Lee's on a two-way contract, and he got to play quite a bit tonight. I think 25 minutes in this game, we saw from Saban Lee, obviously, Gerald, to your point earlier in the show, probably would have seen a few of those minutes go to Jordan Goodwin if mm-hmm. he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. But I thought Saban Lee looked pretty good, especially for the value of having him on a two-way contract. Not it, too shabby. No, it's great to have him on a two-way. It's funny because we all thought he played well. Obviously, he only shot two for 12, but like he was putting pressure on the rim. He got to the free throw line six times, um, was running the offense, distributing the ball like... He's a good little player to have on a two-way deal. Um, and if Jordan Goodwin is injured, because we've seen him you know, come up lame in summer league, now this, um, he was out today, obviously. Um, that He's a good player to have as your third-string yeah. guy. I'm comfortable with Saban. I love Saban. I thought he was great last year. He did, mm-hmm. For what he needs to do, he's perfect for this team. He's tough. He's pesky. He'll shoot the rock, get to the paint, play defense. I, I like Saban, so... Um, I feel bad for Goodwin because I feel like this is an opportunity for him to kind of separate himself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried about that hamstring injury. If this keeps rolling over a little bit and and Saban gets more looks, uh, we got something to think. So I'm hoping that hamstring thing doesn't linger, but I thought Saban was terrific. Yeah, for those wondering, Ish Wainwright was out with a right calf string. He was in a boot today, too. He was in a boot. Uh, Jordan Goodwin out with right hamstring tightness and then D. Lee. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future with that right meniscus injury. We haven't gotten an update from the Suns. They're usually pretty coy about, you know, more long-term stuff like that. Yeah, we probably won't get an update from them for a while, to be completely honest with you. Even if we asked every single day, they would give us the... Uh, what we, we sent out, out in release. the press release is what we're still going with at this point <laughs> yeah. in time. Yeah. Um, but hopefully fast healing for him because mm-hmm. that sucks. Let's not forget about Saban Lee um, and Marvin Bagley. Going at each other, both the uh, former yeah. Corona del Sol Aztecs, mm-hmm. little 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 that, Aztec yeah. on Aztec crime right there. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about Bull Bull. We got a little bit of the bowler coaster today. I think mm-hmm. we were all excited to see him out there. What'd you think about Bull Bull? Me, he was yeah. fine. Two points, yeah. two goaltends. <laughs> like it's kind of what we're expecting yeah. out of him. Yeah. Like he's gonna have plays that we're like, oh shit, and he's gonna have plays like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh like, man, it's a roller coaster. I, I I I hope you all enjoyed those uh, summer league or those summertime videos of him hooping <laughs> up in the gym because <laughs> we didn't see anything like that today. Uh, and yeah. Again, know. like uh, I I don't know, man. That's 
I'll, I'm going to wait until I see more it's games. It's a project. He's a it project. Is, it was a little rough for him today. But we knew that coming in. We yeah. knew that Bull Bull, it was, was high upside. I, I don't think I was. Potential. I, was, I didn't think it was going to look quite like that. All right. Can I defend him a little bit? Sure. I did, wasn't disparaging him, I don't think. I just yeah, said he no, wasn't. No, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, to his defense, I would like to see Bull Bull with some of the stars. I think it changes everything. I mean, he was out there today floating around with a bunch of backups. Mm. So um, I don't think he's that type of player. And I think in that situation, uh, you know, you can easily dissect what he's bad at. Put him out there with some of the dogs. Let him get out there with Book, KD, and Beal and, and see how that looks. I mean, Scott's not a scrub, man. He averaged 9.5 rebounds. But you got to earn that right. I get that. You know what I mean? No, like, no, you got to earn. No, I'm not saying just listen, give nothing to him. I got, I, like, it, I, I got about five bucks that says Flex can go out there and be the fifth starter and at least hit a couple jumpers, right? I, t- I like, said you could the other day. You yeah, said you so need no, her. I was flipping that shit around to you, man. So, <laughs> like, so like, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I will, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I just wasn't a fan of what I saw today. All right, before we get to the dramatic one of the of the evening, we do have a super chat from Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. First super chat sent in from him. Uh, said, I just got out of work, so didn't see the game, but looking at the stats, do y'all think Eubanks could give Nurk a fight for the starting role? No. Mm, no. I, I think Eubanks is a high-end backup. I think yeah. he could start for some teams in the league, but not this one that has title aspirations this year. I think they really like the passing that Nurk brings to the table and I think they think it'll be a lot better defensively than we saw today. Yeah, great. He's a backup. All right. Now the moment you've <laughs> all been that, waiting wait, wait, for. Was I hating on Bull Bull? No. I didn't no, think I was hating he on, didn't hate on No Bull one's Bull. hating on no Bull Bull. Bull. We're just acknowledging the fact that, like, even in Orlando last year when there was his first opportunity at, you know, regular minutes, he had really high highs and some low lows. And I think most of those came after the midseason injury for him. Um, but it's a little different going from the Magic to the Suns, yeah. especially a Suns team that has two very capable backups in front of him on the depth chart. Um, and I don't, you know, they've got enough guards. So as much as people want to say he's also a guard, I don't see him getting minutes like that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see what he's capable of. Like he was close on a couple of those goaltends and he, he was active on the offensive glass with that one put back he yeah. had. So. All right. This one might bring a little bit. Of disagreement. I don't know. We'll see. Chemezi Methu. <laughs> you mean the Suns second My leading scorer? Chemezi Methu. You know, My me, boy. Let me say this about <laughs> Chemezi Methu. Okay. Uh-huh. He was fucking awesome today. And I have never backed off of that. Like, I oh. think he was fantastic. <laughs> I thought he was he was fully capable out there. Uh, despite what Flex was thinking he was going to do, I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> Oh, so that's it. Real real talk, real talk, real talk. Metu is Flex's boy. Like he wants (laughs) Flex is rooting for him. He's like he's like his sweet baby angel. Um and what I saw from from Metu out there, I I didn't hate. I thought he was very good. Um I thought uh he tried to help carry that that third or fourth or fifth unit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, I, I thought he was fully capable, hit those couple threes. He was about to hit the heater on that oh. third one. It rimmed out, but um, I thought he was good. Yeah. I thought he was good. I was surprised. Listen, I spoke to someone on Friday and had a little check-in. I called a little, a little heat check of my own with okay. people close to the squad. And I said, give me, give me a couple guys that are surprising in practice that, 
you know, I can I can look forward to looking at on Sunday. And the three names in order were Grayson, Yuda, Chemezi. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had that on my list and I tweeted that out the other day and got 42, 42 points from them three tonight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now, now, I'm, now I'm interested. Well, now I'm interested. And Espo has been telling us since Chemezi joined the Sun Squad that, you know, a lot of the people he's talking to is Metu has all of the abilities. It's just it hasn't fully clicked yet with him and sometimes we've talked about this multiple times a change of scenery a different voice somebody just maybe a little bit more experience yeah anything can trigger that click and so with Chemezi, hopefully that comes for him this season you know hopefully he's in the right system around the right guys who can bring out the best yeah you know what i liked from what i saw from him today was he actually looked like he was in charge out there with with his unit Mm-hmm. Like he was like, okay, I'm the guy. Give me the rock. Let me let me run run the offense through me. I'm I'm gonna take the shots. He felt very comfortable doing it. A guy like Nasi or Little doesn't feel comfortable doing it yet. He was out there, had the opportunity. He kind of deferred, kind of sat back in the cut. And I know Nasi is capable. So I these are little things I'm looking for. I I want Nasi to come out of his shell a little bit because I think he's capable, but he looks like he's deferring a little bit. Shout out to my man Mezzi. He didn't defer today. He went out there. He went and got it. And if he keeps doing that, he can find some minutes this year. He looked good. And and I'm interested to see how they use him because like we've talked about, I think he's probably more effective as a small ball five. There aren't going to be a lot of minutes for him there. So if he can shoot the ball like he did today, that's going to be huge in him being able to get minutes. And yeah. I think like he was two for three today, so he didn't take a ton of attempts. But he looked confident. He knocked down those back-to-back in transition, didn't hesitate. Um, and then he missed the heat check on, heat the, check. on the third one. Yeah. So that was encouraging. And the fact that he got to the line six times, he had one really nice post move early yes. in the game. I um, thought it was a travel. Sauce corrected me. That's a nice step, step through Joe, baby. Yeah, that was really nice. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that was, no, it was, it was encouraging what I saw from him today. Cause I think a lot of us kind of assumed he would be the guy that's probably on the fringe of the rotation. And, and maybe he still is because there's so much talent on the sun's bench. But like, if he comes out and plays like that every now and then, That'd be huge. Yeah. I know everybody's clamoring and, and, and anxious for me to anoint somebody as the next Landry Shamit. We're not mm-hmm. doing that, though. That's not going to happen, though. No. I actually like everybody on this roster. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have had a slight little bias towards <laughs> Metu because he got absolutely done in when he was at USC by my Wildcats. Um, so I've, I always thought at the time he was very overrated. Mm-hmm. But listen, we're talking about a guy that's on his third team in the league now. Mm-hmm. And we've been saying for a little bit, especially when it came to Bowl Bowl, that sometimes when you get to your third team, that's when you kind of start to figure everything out, yeah. especially with the coaches that you have around you. And I think he got a little bit of, a, of an opportunity to excel when he got to the Kings. Uh, it worked out for a little bit, and then it started to fall off a little bit again. Um, and that's why you didn't see him play a lot of minutes in the playoffs or down the stretch for that Kings team. Mm-hmm. Now he's on team number three. And you have a whole offseason to kind of put things together, kind of get your mind right, figure out what you need to do to really stay in the league. Because once you hit that third team, yeah, it's kind of make or break for you. Yeah, especially if you're a vet minimum guy, you can go one of two ways. And you know, in in the the context of players playing professionally, I will always root for the guy to make the NBA, uh, you know, a livelihood because that could change your life. So I hope that he does take advantage of this opportunity. I hope Bull Bull does too. Um, I think you saw two glimpses of what this could look like when it comes to a guy on their third team. Bull Bull, not so not so great today, in my opinion. Yeah. Metu, really good today, in my opinion. And I think 
you know, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. And Metu sh clearly showed today that he was going to try to. Is there anybody else you guys want to talk about coming, today? Huh? I did, man. I'm <laughs> impressed, brother. I think I will say this. You said you didn't, you said you like everybody on the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one guy that you're not who? mentioning. Tell me who. No, I don't want to do that, man. Oh, I, I mean, I, if you're going to say it, you no, can't I'm just, just say it. We'll drop it in the Discord. All right, so. Go ahead. Keon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. why I didn't want to do it. But but he did redeem himself he in did the overtime. The yeah, he did. He, he did. Did. he did two shots. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he yeah. had four points. Yeah. Don't disrespect six Keon points. Johnson. He had six whole points. In, in the overtime, he did? No, yeah, but no. he had four points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did play better at the end. Yeah, he hit a couple shots uh, to try and carry the team, yeah. and then Yuta did it, you know, despite Metu missing every shot he took in overtime. Come on. They were fantastic. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Is there anybody else um, from the game today that you guys want to talk about that we haven't touched on? Obviously, again, it is preseason game number one. I, I, I liked Low standard. I, I, I agree with Saul. I, mean, I, I think I saw something positive about every player on this team today. I'd like to see a little bit more from KBD yeah, next yes. game. That's probably the guy that yeah. I'm looking forward. But other than that, I, I loved what I saw. I can't wait to go home and watch the replay of this. Him and Little are guys I want to see more out of in yeah. the next preseason game. Obviously, they shot like a combined two of nine. Um, but, you know, they also had plays where their length was like noticeable yeah. on that end. And I think, to your point, Flex has said this multiple times, like Nasir is a guy that can jump out of the gym. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see the athleticism on display at some point yeah. in the preseason. Um, but, yeah, those are the two guys that I felt like I, I want to see more out of. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with another show for you guys. And then, of course, throughout the entire preseason, we'll be doing post-game shows for all the games. So plan to come hang out with us tomorrow and then Tuesday for another post-game. Until then, you can give the show a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. Wants to take us home. Listen, you don't have to be a hater uh, to appreciate bad basketball sometimes. And that's what we saw <laughs> at glimpses. And that's okay. We're all going to live together. We're all going to thrive together. Uh, and this team looks good. That's the most important part. And we move on. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>